This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 47 of the Wisdom by Oisa show on the Horse Radio Network. This is Mike Donnell. I'm Casey Wilbanks Coletti. And this is Sophia Gala. Welcome to Wisdom Oesa on the Horse Radio Network. This podcast is brought to you by the Western and English Sales Association, WISA, which provides the world's largest trade events for retailers, manufacturers, and sales representatives of the equestrian industry. In this podcast, we feature exclusive interviews with noteworthy Western and English personalities, retailers, and exhibitors who you've always wanted to talk to. Don't miss out on all the news for manufacturers and retailers in the equine industry. As always, Sophia joins us again today with some special features and always great tidbits for everybody to utilize. And one of those would be maybe some buyer specials that the buyers can make use of at the WISA trade show. Yeah, so we covered some general items such as the buyer lounges and the buyer orientation in another episode. But I also wanted to mention that if buyers pre-register online at wisatradeshow.com, they will also be sent a complimentary lunch voucher for each buyer in each day of the trade show. And if buyers are driving, they can request a free valet parking ticket, which are limited. And they can also get free coat and luggage check with their WESA badge. And quick reminder how buyers can register. We actually have a special registration line set up, which is 303-295-1084 or just online at westsidetradeshow.com. And retailers have to become a Westside buyer first, and that is just to prove that they are actually a retail store and aren't just shopping for themselves because Westside is a wholesale trade show and pre-registration ends in December. But after that, they can still come to the Westside trade show and just have to wait in line, but you can still get in. And once they're registered and they're finally at the WESA trade show, where can everybody find today's guest? From Outback Trading, you'll go down the hallway, passing members like Portrait and Justin Boots, and you'll find Kimes Ranch just across from Montana Silversmith in 14208. Kimes Ranch is a Western clothing line founded in 2009 by Matt and Amanda Kimes, who have built the business by combining a high-quality Western wear with a wide range of attention-getting marketing programs that include naming products after their farm animals, holding photo contests to find new models during the COVID-19 pandemic, posting recipes on the company's websites, and having their products worn by rock groups in the cast of one of the most successful TV series currently on the air. Amanda joins us today to talk about how it all comes together. Amanda, thank you so much for spending some time with us on the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I think it's going to be fun. As I mentioned in our introduction, you're, you managed to build a very high-quality clothing line, but you do some really creative marketing things that I don't think a lot of other people do. I do want to spend some time with those, but let's go back first, talk just a little bit about the lines and the quality that you design and build into uh, the products that you're marketing under your brand. Oh, well, so my husband and I started this brand, just the two of us, um, 11 years ago, 
And at the time, it was incredibly important, and it's even more important these days than it was then to create a product that was made in America. I think that during this time, we can all especially relate to that. So when we started making jeans back in 2009, we were in Los Angeles in the Garment District, and we knew nothing. I mean, not, we Googled how to make jeans. We, we really had to start from the ground and learn our way to where we are now. So we just immersed ourselves in the industry. We would spend weeks on end living in a motorhome, because that's all we could afford to do at that time, commuting back and forth between the, the motorhome and downtown LA, and just really understanding how garments are made, and content of fabrics, and the wash process, and the finishing process. And so we really kind of had to do it ourselves. So we didn't rely on, you know, a contractor or anyone to tell us that the jeans were made correctly. We needed to understand it. That's kind of how we learn is by just doing. And so that's really, I think, where we became so passionate about making sure we knew where all our materials were sourced and how the garments were made and keeping as much as we could stateside. So all of our jeans are made in America. And honestly, the only reason not everything that we produce is made in America is because there simply aren't manufacturers in this country anymore. So we do as much as we possibly can here before we have to outsource it. So I think that's where our quality comes in is because we understand the product and know every little detail about it, probably more than is really relevant. Also, we put our name on it. And so when you put your name on something, you kind of, you better stand behind it because you can't really hide behind it because my last name's Kime. So if I walk out there and you're not happy with your product, I'll be the first one to hear about it. So <laughs> That's really where, you know, we are passion for product development and, um, you know, a long lasting product comes from. Well, I, I commend you for your DIY approach because I, I'm certain that that was not an easy task to, to start just, you know, from the ground up and really teach yourself the process. The next thing I want to jump to, though, is your logo, because your logo has become very iconic in, in our industry. And it's always a really good story just to hear where it came from, how you designed it, the process, just what it means to you. And it's always neat to just find out what went on behind deciding that logo. Cause I know it wasn't just a simple thought process. So when Matt and I first started dating, we dated for two years before we got married and we were going to be cattle barren. So we had no idea that we were going to start a gene company this time. We were going to have cattle. Now, so the first thing we did when we wanted to be cattle barren was we bought two longhorns. We bought a heifer named Betty and we bought a steer, which, as we all know, is incredibly helpful in growing your herd. So we bought a steer <laughs> named Barney. And, uh, <laughs> you have to have a mascot at some point. <laughs> we know how the whole breeding cycle works. We're not, yeah. we, we're not, we weren't that naive, but nonetheless, that's right. what we purchased. And they were our pets. They were very yeah. uh, dear to us. So Betty was a beautiful white and black um, heifer, and she passed early, early on. But as you know, that name might sound very familiar as our fastest selling women's style is still called the Betty Jean. And Barney, still living out in my pasture, I can see him from my office window. Poor Barney, who is 13 years old now, 14 years old. He has cancer and we have been treating it for a year. Um, we probably have treated this cow better than any other cow in the history of the world. And his time is probably coming to an end with us. He's starting to suffer and we certainly don't want to see that. So... We will be looking for a new mascot, so we will probably have a, a funeral and the whole deal. It's going to be very yeah. emotional when we lose him because he's been such an iconic part of our brand. So that yeah. said, 
we bought these Longhorns and we were going to brand them. And Matt Doodling one night created the Longhorn logo that we now know for Kimes Ranch. When we started the brand a few years beyond that, we had, we had no idea we wanted to make jeans, but we had no idea what we were going to call them or what we were going to put on them. And through many loving conversations without emotion behind them at all, we decided that it was a good idea to put the Longhorn logo on it. And that is really where it came from. And um, the inspiration behind that, which is a simple linear logo, was just looking at a lot of other iconic brands and how simple their logos are. So we felt it was important to have something that would resonate, be simple and iconic. And it really, it really looks nice stitched, uh, like you said, simple on a pair of jeans. And I obviously, as we're talking, I had to click on the Betty Jean on your website while we're talking about it. And I, you said that, what did you say? The fastest selling or the, what the best you, selling, mm-hmm. the yep. best selling. And so why do you believe that is? And as I look, I just immediately look at it. 99% cotton, 1% spandex. Spandex is something I love in jeans. I have come to love, and I don't know if you think that that's part of the reason, but I'd love to know why that's the best selling jean in your mind. So when we talk about the early days of Crimes Ranch, we talk about how we had to live in LA and really immerse ourselves in the brand. We tore apart jeans we were wearing. I mean, we would literally pull them apart ourselves and put them back together. Now, at this very moment I'm talking about, we didn't have a pattern maker or anyone assisting us in making jeans. So we really created every element of our first two styles, which were the Betty and then the Barney at that time. And I mean, we put detail into areas that honestly don't even matter how far the stitching on the pocket resides from the outside seam and, you know, like little, really tiny intricacies that aren't quite relevant in the whole scheme of things. So I sweat over that gene for days and hours and months and created that. And once I had our pattern maker come on board and she helped me develop it further, that gene was really made for my body and what I was going through at that time. And, um, I didn't, the, the low rise styles didn't fit me well. And the over embellished jeans of that time in 09 didn't fit my body type. So I needed something that would accommodate me. And it turns out that accommodates a large spectrum of women. So I think that the reason that jean works so well is just the sweat that we put into it. And now every style we create is really just kind of a, a cousin to that style. We don't really deviate too far from, from that pattern. We just alter sure. little parts of it to make a new style. So I think honestly, it was just the amount of blood, sweat and tears that went into right. it have really made it withstand, you know, 12 years of fashion. Yes. Yes. And you have a wide variety of sizes, which is very important. I'm a woman. I think that's very important for women because you go from a triple zero in this pair of jeans to a 16, your inseams go from a 32 all the way to a 38. And that's a wide range of sizes. Yes. And we do have a plus size style too. So we accommodate a lot of um, body shapes that way. And we're launching a new plus size model. I don't know the timeline on that. It was going to happen earlier and then COVID hit and everything kind of got delayed, but we do try to accommodate that and understand that, you know, bodies fluctuate, especially I don't know if anyone else has gained the COVID-19, but I sure have during this. (laughs) I think, (laughs) I think you're (laughs) Your statement should be a hashtag and then COVID. I think that could sum up a lot of things we all have going on and then COVID. Um, it just explains everything for sure. It, it truly does, especially the time frame we're living in right now. While I'm still on the Betty Jean and I'm on your website, I certainly want to make 
mention of as a woman, I'm just taking myself out of the situation, out of interviewing you right now. I'm putting myself in a woman shopping and I'm looking at your website. There's a great picture of the jean from the back on the right. And there is a great video on the left of all angles of your jean. And to me, that is just an amazing feature. That is something that um, we just kind of launched maybe only a year, year and a half ago. We definitely wanted to put videos on our sites and really help people understand how the garment moves and fits and feels. And so that was something that we did pretty recently. And it has definitely been helpful for people, you know, men as well to go on and look at the gene and see it move and they get a better understanding of it. You know, how big is the boot opening and where does it actually hit when you move on your waist and things like that. So thank you for that. Oh, it's, it's more so exactly seeing how they will fit over certain boots or shoes or whatever you plan on wearing it with. So very unique. And I know Mike has some burning questions. I usually handle the, the fit type of things with products since he don't wear women's jeans, but I know he has (laughs) other burning questions for you. (laughs) I don't know if they're burning, but I mean, I, (laughs) I enjoyed going through the website and doing some research because we've talked about the emphasis you put on the quality of the product, but you guys do a lot of really creative marketing. I mean, let's let's face it, starting by naming the product line after one of your animals has got to be a first. I can't remember if there's other animals that have been so honored or not, but I imagine there will be in the future. There were several animals honored early on. One of our best-selling men's jeans called the Watson. And when I married my husband, I had a baby goat that I was raising that lived in our house with us. And he walked down the aisle with me when I got married and his name was Watson. So that gene was named after that goat. We had genes named after broodmares and our beloved dogs and middle names of our children. It got to the point though, where we were going to have to start investing in new animals on the ranch to continue (laughs) (laughs) naming the genes. So we actually no longer name them currently after pets we have, maybe when we get a, you know, when pets start to pass on and we have to get new pets, that'll happen. But currently we are maxed out. And then now it's really gene styles are really for my husband and I, when we, so my, my husband designs all the men's stuff and I design all the women's stuff. And we don't typically cross paths in how we do that. As you can imagine, as a married couple, the less we discuss that would be the best. And so we draw inspiration though. The thing we can both agree on is we both draw inspiration from, you know, periods from the fifties the or the sixties or whatever. So if I design a gene, from the seventies or kind of after that element. And I will typically go and research top names from those years or top bands or, you know, who was the hot model at that time or something. And then we'll kind of draw names from, from that. So that's now how we name things. So there is still is quite a lot of thought that goes into a name. Well, I'm glad there is. And we talked about COVID a few moments ago. That stymied a lot of companies in terms of how to go to market. I thought you guys had a great solution because you do a photo shoot every year. You have a model. COVID came in. Everybody's at home. And next thing, it looks like you did a photo contest. And you found your using social media. You found your model and had did your photo shoot without ever having to leave the ranch and nobody had to come there, which I'm not certain is the way you'd always like to do it, but it looked like it worked. So we currently are running, I'm glad you brought that up. I can kind of pitch that contest. We're currently running this. So we run an annual model contest every year. We try to find the face of Kimes Ranch and they, they usually participate in our fall shoot. They come to the ranch. It's a ton of fun. 
this year, obviously, with the restrictions of COVID and just being smart, we're trying not to, you know, expose anyone or have large groups. We're trying to follow the rules. So we thought we would really try to utilize our social media family, who has been so great with us through this time, and try to help, you know, give an up-and-coming photographer an opportunity or, or models or couples or just someone something to do. Maybe you're still working at home and you really kind of need a new passion project. So the contest is you have to have a, a partner, a team of a male and a female, and you have to have a photographer. And, you know, you don't have to be a professional photographer. You can definitely take these photos on your iPhone. We just, there's a few requirements on there that we're asking so that we can try to utilize these photos as best we can in our catalog and take them to market, use them in marketing campaigns. We're putting up quite a bit of money for the top teams to participate and added bonus if we choose your photo for our cover page for our catalog. So there's been a lot of entries. There always are for a model contest, but this year has been really fun. It's nice to see more men engaged. It's nice to see up and coming photographers or people that just have an interest in it. So we're very excited and it's incredibly important to us that our community has been so helpful with this because it is not not the, the common way to do it. But I think it's going to be really exciting. We're very excited to see what happens with it. What's the time frame on this? They have to enter by the end of this month. They can still look to see who the teams were that won, and then there'll still be Good. some fun opportunities okay. for them to participate on social media. Okay. Lots of other things we could talk about, but one question I wanted to, is your relationship with Yellowstone still in place? Yes, they, they have been wonderful. Taylor Sheridan is a great friend of ours. In fact, I haven't watched the first episode yet, which just aired, but I did see lots of photos with lots of sneak peeks of Kimes products, and that's pretty exciting. It was very good. So they've been great. You know, it's a real bummer that the last cowboy couldn't run as they wanted it to this year, but I'm sure that that event will come back and the Run for a Million will come back stronger next year. And we're, we're incredibly supportive of everything he does, and he's been really great to just kind of help bring us along on this ride he's on. Well, that's very exciting. I mean, it goes all the way from photo contest. I even looked on the website, and next thing I saw were recipes. How'd that happen? <laughs> Early on, we you know we tried a lot of things to really engage our audience. And the social media is ever changing. It was important for us to have a really strong blog, and we had the Kimes Ranch recipes on there. We had a blogger that would post the recipes, and it was just some you know ranch type recipes, and it was really fun. We had some other really DIY type blogs and, you know, blogs about events and rodeos and a lot of different avenues. When COVID hit, we were all stuck at home. So we ran dog contests. We would call them ugly dog contests or worst dead dog contests. So basically people just posted hysterical photos of their pets and we gave random prizes out. So a lot of fun things we did. Well, what's fun is you, you have a very light touch. Seriously, from a, from a business strategy standpoint, from an execution standpoint, that's a very light touch. One more thing. We are the Wisdom by WISA podcast. Talk a bit about the relationship with WISA and where it fits into your strategies. We are so excited for WISA and the changes that they have made and the new, you know, moving to Dallas. We're very eager and excited to get there. Our showroom is finished. We actually finished it early this year. I was anticipating a really chaotic year, which it still is, but not in the same sense. So we were ahead of the game and got our showroom completely built out. And uh, now it's just kind of sitting, waiting for the next event. And that will be wonderful. And I think that they're doing a really great job of trying to be innovative with the industry and to bring us all together as brands 
you know, I think as brands in the Western industry, for a long time, there was not a lot of inclusion with other brands. And it was this really strong sense of competition. And I think now more than ever, it's incredibly important that we all work together and be inclusive. And we there's room for everyone to play and to have a successful brand. And, you know, the more we can do to collaborate and work together, especially now, is just going to enhance the Western industry for you know, years to come. Okay, well, listen, we could talk a long time. It's a great story, interesting things. We do appreciate you taking the time to chat with us, however, on the Wisdom by Wisa show. And I think everybody who's listening has a lot better insight to how you actually started from scratch knowing nothing to where you have reached the pinnacle of a great product line, strong distribution channel, and being on like the most popular Western television show maybe (laughs) ever. So how good that you got to end the day saying, you know what, we're doing a pretty good job. We can always do better, but we're sure trying hard and adding a little creativity. And we thank you for sharing that with us. Well, thank you for having me again. I really appreciate it. The show notes for today's show and links to today's show can be found on the website wisdombyowisa.com. And, of course, we'd like to hear your feedback. There's a contact link on that website. The Wisdom by Wisa show will be published on the 15th and 30th of every month. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players, and you can also listen on the Horse Radio Network app on your iOS or Android phone. You just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and it's super easy to use. Be sure to visit all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Thanks for listening to the Wisdom by Wisa podcast. Wisa, where the industry meets. 